Welcome to the Zandra TV Audio Nation, where we bring you the most interesting topics and conversations from the Zandra TV Network family of shows. And now, let's join the conversation. And today, I am on location in Atlanta, Georgia. And Wendy Labatt has allowed me to use her studio set to interview her on my show. I'm excited. Dr. Wendy, thank you so much for allowing me to be here. Well, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Wendy, tell me about a little bit about your history and kind of how you got to where you are today. You got many books, many things that are going on with you. You're, you, you have cloned yourself as the financial healer, but tell me about you. Well, that's a long story. You know, I got a few years behind me. So the bottom line is I started my entrepreneurial journey uh, almost four decades ago, which I can't believe I'm saying four decades ago. I was only like one when I started. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll say. I was like, I was nine. I was yeah. nine. Okay. Uh -huh. And I started a company, an office equipment company with no business experience, no money really. And it was a time where there was no uh, social media, no internet, and the only thing you do with a cell phone was make an expensive phone call. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to pursue uh, the corporate America and the government agencies, but in order to do that, you had to have a certain image. So, of course, I projected the image, you know, but the problem was that image meant brick and mortar office, employees, inventory, and all the overhead that goes with it. And that was fine for a while, <laughs> but then as my business grew, my cash flow didn't match that image because my clients wanted to pay me in 30, 60, 90 days, but my vendors wanted me to pay in 10 days. So that just wasn't working out. Is that 210 net 30? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. And then what it was so uh, funny because, you know, not being a rookie business person, yeah. I'm thinking whatever the customer says is what it's going to be, but not knowing that it wasn't what it's going to be. You know, I had to, you know, say, look, I can't afford to, you know, fund your, your contracts. You know, I'm trying to grow my business and I can't do it. I can't finance you. And, you know, was surprisingly, they were willing to work with me. They yeah. ended up giving me the terms that I needed and paying, some of them paid, you know, money with the contract. And then my vendors, it's like, it was a time when there was minority owned and female owned yeah. meant something. And none of them were minority owned or female owned. So they were getting a piece of the pie that they normally wouldn't have gotten. So of course it was a win-win. Everybody worked together. My business grew and you know, that was, I learned how to take control of my finance. I learned how to become a master negotiator yeah. and I learned how to just, you know, be creative about getting things. So here's the thing. I mean, cause when you said that, I said, Ooh, I feel like I, you, you read my mind because a lot of times as a small business entrepreneur, um, your, your, your finances and maybe the growth of your business aren't in alignment. And then you got folks, like you said, 210 net 30 is what the, what the people want that you got credit with, but yet people are not paying. And so, how do you, or what would you advise a small business that's running in that to, into that today? Because I don't care if it was four decades ago, we still experience that. What would you recommend that they do? 
just ask. You know, the bottom line is all I had to do was ask. I just had to tell yes. them, you know, this isn't working for me. I need your help. And they were willing to help. You know, they didn't know that my cash flow, I mean, they probably knew, but, you know, they <laughs> weren't facing up to it. But, yes. you know, when I brought it to their attention, they were willing to help. And then when I told them what I needed, they were willing to give yeah. it to me. So you just have to ask. So, you know, the moral of the story is a closed mouth don't get fed. I know that's So, therefore, right. <laughs> you've got to open your mouth and ask for what you want. So you started this out four decades ago. I love that you did the four decades and, you know, you were one. I, I use my four decades and say I was nine. I'm trying to stay at 49. Okay. <laughs> but um, four decades of experience as an entrepreneurial businesswoman. And you were just there at the nick of time that there were very probably contractors and different folks that had government contracts or that you could get them and you could then support it as a woman-owned business. Do you have your certifications today? No, because I went from that corporate clientele to a consumer-based business, so I didn't okay. need that. But I'm looking at revisiting that because, you know, CARES Act, all kind of money's out there. And then, too, I do help people and businesses. So, you know, I think I'm going to look at the revisiting. The certification process, I think, is a little more complicated now it's, than listen, it was back then. You better know it's complicated. <laughs> you know, so. Look, all I got to say is, you know, just to get a SAM certification, I was like, <laughs> what in the world? Do it really take all this to mm -hmm. get this? And then you got to renew every year. It's a lot of it's a lot of bureaucracy. Um, so then, as a seasoned entrepreneur, forty years, what's the biggest change that you've seen in entrepreneurship um, in the last ten years? Well, I guess the, it's you know it's from your perspective. You know, it's what it is is what it is, but it's the way you look at it. It's, okay. You know, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So now I'm a seasoned person, and I don't have to take all the stuff I used to take because I know what I want. I know how to get it. I know who can give it to me. So, you know, I don't have the same, you know, I turned, so everybody's money's not green enough for me. So, you know, when you can say your money's not green enough, then you know what you're talking about. Okay. I love it. I love it. So, so, so just the, the, you know, seasonality, you've got time in the business, time and grade, right? And then now you can take really the opportunities that best fit really where your vision is and where you're trying to go. I love that. What would you tell a new entrepreneur though that's coming into business? I tell them just stick the course, you know, and, and follow the spirit, you know, be obedient yes. to where God is leading you because it may not look like what it yes. needs to be, but it is what it needs to be. And you just keep on trucking and go on through and you'll come out on the other side. But, yeah. you know, new entrepreneurs, they have this fantasy that I'm in business. Uh, I'm going to make a lot of money and it's going to happen overnight. But that's not the case. So, so you know, it's almost <laughs> like that sense of entitlement, right? Mm -hmm. But now, listen, I've went and got my business license. I done paid for, a, you know, a website. I've done all these things. And so I feel a, this sense of entitlement that it should just be like flowing like manna from on high. Do you have clients that come to you that feel like it's not happening fast enough? Yes. And I tell them, look, <laughs> <laughs> you know, get real because yes. it's not going to happen. fast. And then two, don't make money your motive. You know, you're not doing okay. it for the money. You're doing it for the, you know, uh, to fulfill the need for your clients, you know, whatever their need is. And then the money will come. So don't say yeah. I'm out here trying to make a million dollars because 
making a million dollars doesn't necessarily mean you made a million dollars. You can make a million in sales, but your cost could be a million in one, one. you know. So, you know, understand how business works. Understand that it's not all about the money. So it sounds like to me that you're telling folks mission critical like like it's cool to have a business it's cool to go in business but it needs to be mission critical and it has to have something other than a drive for financials it's got to have that other drive that's that's underneath it that really really propels you in the journey yeah now don't get me wrong you got to make some money but you don't want to make money what it's all about you know, because when you do what you're supposed to do and where God is leading you to do, then the money will come. I love it. So I know that uh, you've written uh, a couple of books. You're an author and um, I know you've been in an anthology and you've got your own book and another one is on the way. When we come back after this break, I want to talk about these books and really what they can do for a small business entrepreneur. We'll be right back. The number one tool for generational wealth is and always has been real estate. Property ownership is the most trusted financial security and there's so many benefits. Most people lack the information, education, and more importantly, the mindset to make real estate repeatable and profitable. Until now. Our step-by-step approach will give you the knowledge and tools necessary to help you grow your portfolio. Check me out at ToneRobinson.com. Welcome back to Real Biz Talk with Zandra, where I've been talking to Dr. Wendy LeBeau. And we have been talking about a lot of different things in reference to finance and starting a small business. But before the break, we were talking about you being an author, The Financial Cures, Diagnose Your Financial Health. I love this book, and I've heard a lot about this book. I haven't had the chance to read it all, but I want to read it all. Um, But tell me what inspired you to write this first book, and then I want to switch over to the second one. Okay, well, you know, I had several colleagues and even my PR person said, you ought to write a book, you ought to write a book. It's like, I am not writing a book. <laughs> but then the spirit said, you're going to write a book. So I wrote the book, you know, following and being obedient to the spirit. And again, like I said, you follow the spirit. The book ended up being a best-selling number one new release, and we didn't even have a best-selling campaign. So, girl, I was like, Lord, (laughs) thank you. And it's because, you know, my husband is my biggest cheerleader. He ended up telling everybody to go buy the book, and I was still, they were selling them, sending the proof copy, and I'm like, I didn't approve this. So I ended up having to go back and send them once we got the final copy. But, you know, bestseller number one new release in the risk management category on amazon and that had like 25 30 i don't know how many thousands of books there were there and i got to be number one new release and the book hadn't even been on the market for two days i'm like that's god that is god oh that is amazing congratulations that is awesome i know that there's a part two to this because they need to have a part two this book is amazing i've read the forward 
Tell me about the second book and what inspired you to go for the second book. Well, the book is the Financial Cure series. So it's just like, oh, you know, you know how you got the dummies for this and yeah. the dummies for that or whatever for dummies. And then you got the, you know, chicken soup for the soul. Yes. This is my version, the Financial Cure. So this first book is Diagnose Your Financial Health, okay. which helps you understand where you are, where you look at, you know, get the real picture of your finances. And this next book is Optimize Your Financial Health. It's book two of the Financial Cure. Uh, series because you know people focus on mental health physical health but nobody's focusing on financial health and then people conflate and confuse financial literacy with financial health but they're two different things you know you can be financially literate but have poor and even terminal financial health. <laughs> so that's why I'm that's what I'm but all about. That's kind of like eat, right? Mm -hmm. I mean you could know all of the nutritional value of what to eat and weigh 400 pounds. And well, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it'll literally be like, I ain't eating the right thing. Why am I eating candy mm. bars, right? So you're absolutely right. I think this is amazing. Congratulations again at being a number one bestseller. You work with small business entrepreneurs. You're a seasoned author, bestselling author. How can people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Well, you can just go to thefinancialcures.com and click on whatever service you need. I love it. One location, financialcures.com. Go check out Dr. Wendy. Now, Dr. Wendy, um, th this, this book is in the making. The second one is coming out in August. Tell me what drove you to TV? You. <laughs> what else? Zondra TV? No, no, I mean, really, what made you say that's my natural next step? Because I think a lot of people, you know, just being perfectly candid, a lot of people look at it and go, well, I don't know, maybe in three years, maybe in five years, maybe. I mean, you know, they keep going to the maybe game, but no, but but the power of your digital footprint, like this book, this book has a lot of power for you because it digitizes your name. It digitizes the book. And so what made you say yes to TV as your natural next step? Well, two things, of course, like I said, I'm obedient to the spirit and, you know, I, you were saying it, you know, my PR person saying you need to go. I was like, eh, I don't think so. Now it's not the time. It's uh -huh. not because I didn't think I would eventually, but it wasn't the time. Yeah. Then I heard you on Clubhouse. And, you know, Clubhouse is new. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've been on Clubhouse since. <laughs> and it was just the spirit said, okay, now's the time. Yeah. And next thing I knew, I was doing it. And here I am. And I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I'm totally excited about what you're doing because I think it's going to strengthen that digital footprint for you. And not only that, we need this information. Mm -hmm. This is critical, key information. I love your your uh, line that says, um, "Do you have anorexic spending?" Because I bet y'all mm -hmm. y'all got anorexic spending. <laughs> I don't know. You know, stay on out of Ross and all that. <laughs> but but I know that that happens, right? And so just knowing that there is a cure for it, and that you've got this recipe that you've designed that helps us to think about things uh, much more organically around finances. Yeah, because people, you know, when they think finance, they want to shut down or they yeah. want to front and say, you know, it's not that bad. Or, you know, I got it going on. They're saying that in front of their friends, but then, you know, they can't even buy a 
bag of potato chips. Come on, so, come on. But I tell people, you know, whatever you've been through, I've been there, done that. So don't look at me now and think that I got it all going on, which maybe I do, but it wasn't always that way. You know, mm -hmm. I had to learn the hard way. I went through all the yep. trials and tribulations, and I know firsthand that's why I know what I'm talking about because yes. I've been there. <laughs> I appreciate somebody to know what they're talking about <laughs> because it's true. It's true. I mean, there. You know, if someone just has this easy runway of everything goes smoothly, you know, what what great value is is that do you get really out of that? And I think that as a small business entrepreneur, there are stages to finance that you have to get your arms around. And it's hard because I can speak to it for myself being a small business entrepreneur. You know, I didn't have what, I, what you know, it ain't been many times where, you know, payroll had to be half of what it needed to be because, you know, times were tight. Um, at a certain time, but you try to manage those finances effectively. What's, what is the formula, do you think, that a new small business needs in well, their pocket? What's the formula? Well, the formula is, you know, look at your vision. And you don't have to have the provision right then. If that's your vision, yes. God will give you the provision. Yes. So don't think you have to have everything lined up mm -hmm. because you don't. But then be you know realistic and responsible about when you do get the provision. You know, do what you're supposed to do with Come it, on. and not just what you want to do with it. You know, because I tell my clients, yes. you know, discipline is you know deciding what you want more over what you want now. Because I've got clients, you know, especially tax clients, they make a lot of money, but. They don't plan where their money goes. They wonder where it went, you okay. know, and they don't That's own good. their own house. And they, I got one client making over 400000 He ain't got his own house. You know, he got all these luxury cars. It's like, but, you know, kids, it's like, come on now. What you doing with your, all this money? I know that's you right. Know, and it's sad. Hold it right there. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about people got all the money and still broke. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one because I, I know a lot of folks like that. It's like, come on. It's hard to turn on the TV or unlock your phone and not see the bad of the world on your screen. Well, there is good out there, and you need to see it. Zondra TV Network is the breath of fresh air that you've been needing. Success stories, business ventures, and walks of faith. Visit the home of positive and inspirational programming, Zondra TV. We've been talking to Dr. Wendy and Dr. Wendy's been telling us all about, you know, how to manage your finances and that, you know, some people that makes like $400,000 a year and they broke. They broke down on their own home and they single, no kids. It's like, come on now. You need You're to do something single, now. Broke. 400K a year. And drive a fancy so, car. And got a nice car. <laughs> mm, don't own a home. Don't own a home. What's going on, in your opinion, when you have clients like that? What are you coaching them about? Well, everything. You know, I try to, I, I'm a strategist. So when I see you're here, then, you know, the strategy is to get you here by next year, especially tax time. 
And it's not for you to stay where you are. It's mm -hmm. not for you to make 400000 and not have anything to show for. You yeah. know, a fancy car, that's not an asset. You know, that's a fancy car. And you can rent one of those. But I try to get them to, like I said, optimize their financial health. You know, you may not be 40 forever. You know, right now you're single with no kids, but, but you know, you need to have some kids, you yeah, know, not yeah. just because you need tax deductions, but, you know, you need to leave a legacy. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that people that have the talent as far as, you know, knowing how to make money, mm -hmm. but, and it's not all about money, but have talent and it can be successful, but you don't have anybody to leave it to, or you don't have anybody to mentor and you know and they i guess he has some proteges but still not like your own flesh and blood <laughs> yeah right yeah. okay so that's interesting i but i think that the world i mean if we just had you know just a a you know a, a really point blank discussion about the world i think the world in itself just lives above their means and that we just it's about get 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 and not really thinking about long-term strategies. And I love that you're a strategist and that you help people to strategize on what needs to happen with their finances. But as I understand it, Dr. Wendy, you do much more than just, you know, th this is one piece of financial health and optimizing your financial situation. But what insurance, there's, there's, a, t there's a plethora of stuff that you do. Yeah. Tell us everything. Well, I help people, you know, get the proper protection. You know my story. You know, I'm a cancer conqueror, and I had almost $1.5 million in medical bills. But because I practiced what I preached, my insurance covered all of that. And because I practiced what I preached again, I had supplemental coverage that brought me multiple six-figure tax-free financial shots in the arm that allowed me to, you know, focus on my recovery and not worry about, nice. you know, money. Nice. My business, you know, was successful. My family, you know, we don't have a lot of debt. But, you know, when you got... A, you know, an aggressive form of cancer eating you up, you're going through chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. Last thing you want to think about is paying some medical bills, but you need the treatment. Absolutely do need the treatment and, and, and need the means by which to take care of that. What do you think is going on in our psyche when we decide that we don't need a life insurance policy or we don't need that extended supplemental benefit on our uh, insurance. What's going on? Is it is it really about financially it's a strain or is it because I think I got more time than I might have? I don't really know. Well, it's that they think it's not going to happen to them. You know, mm. I have, like, like I said, I enroll a lot of people in health insurance, especially since, you know, the Affordable Care Act and the CARES Act. And I have people that, you know, uh, I don't need health insurance. I haven't been to the doctor. Like, yeah, just because you haven't been to the doctor doesn't mean there's nothing wrong. Yeah, right. So, and then when they when I get them signed up, they're like, God, I went to my for my physical, and I feel they feel relief because they see either that they've got a clean bill of health or they got issues and they got you know the insurance to cover yeah. it. So you have to realize that we're in a pandemic. And I don't care if you never get sick, but you have access to a physical, no charge, you know, screenings for, you know, mammograms, pap yes. smears, prostate exams, anything that you need to, for early detection. And fortunately for me, I had my uh, early detection. And that's why, you know, not only did I mm -hmm. beat the cancer, but I chose an aggressive form because it was, you know, aggressive on me. But because it was early detection and we chose the aggressive form of uh, treatment, mm -hmm. we nipped it in the bud. But had I, you know, I've got friends that got breast cancer, size of a 
tennis ball, gonna have some kind of, you know, trial treatment. It's like, trial, do you got this? And they wanna have a lumpectomy. It's like, girl, you better get rid of that. <laughs> and then they had the lumpectomy, came back, and, you know, you just have to face up to what's going on. You can't Absolutely. hide, especially when it comes to your health, and you can't hide when it comes to your life because you know you're gonna die. So you might as well protect your life, your finances, yes. and your legacy because, you know, you don't want people to have, you don't want to be a liability to your family. Okay, I know that's right. You are a model of excellence uh, when it comes to, <laughs> no, I'm serious, when it comes to just your mindset and how you're looking at things and how you're training other people to look at things. And, and not only that, you, you have a coaching practice where you literally are hands-on with your clients to help them navigate this journey. So I applaud you for that. Cause you know, I think you, I even heard you say, you know, finances, don't nobody really want, they don't want to tell the truth about the finance. Mm -hmm. Like that man that, or whoever it is making yeah. 400,000 and, and broke every year. He, he don't really want to face that. Face it's it. almost like, you know, putting up the mirror and going like, am I really doing, am I really doing this? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm really doing it. And so it, it's tough to get people to reconcile to that. Right. And then do that mindset change. What is the one thing that is, extremely paramount that I don't care what age group you're in, what's the one thing that we should be doing to protect our financial future? I have proper protection, you know, protect your, your health, your life and your legacy because your health is your wealth and you yes. don't realize it till you don't have it anymore. And, you know, paying a few dollars a month for coverage that can give you hundreds of thousands or even a million or more, it's worth it. You know, mm -hmm. you'll spend money on, you know, I've got folks that don't have a pot or a window, but they got a $5,000 purse. And it's like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> you can have that purse, but you can get it at the thrift store or some consignment shop. You don't have to go in the you yeah. know, retail store and get yeah. it. And people just have to get their mindset right. They have to get their priorities mm -hmm. right. And they have to understand how money works. They have to understand some basic principles in order to... Yeah do what needs to be done. I agree. So um, most of your clients, when they do come and talk with you, do they all have a decent life insurance policy? Just out of curiosity. Well, no, because a lot of them don't even have a decent health insurance policy and you can get that for $20 a month. But no, they don't because and it's really lack of knowledge. You know, they have that mindset and knowledge deficiency. It's not necessarily that yeah. they don't want it, but they don't know how to get it and they don't think they can afford it. So I show them how they got the money they can get it done. And then some of this stuff, you know, it is health-based. It does have to be underwritten, but there's some guaranteed issues, uh, policies that you need to have enough money to at least bury yourself. You know, you don't want to be, right. have no go, go fund. Right. You know? Exactly. You don't want to do a GoFundMe because, you know, I have to use my daughter as an example. Um, we're just talking candidly. She's um, going to be 35. And I keep telling the girl, if you don't go get that couple of million dollar policy. Why right now, because, <laughs> no. baby, Why you won't be able to get it. Mm. If you wait until my age, a couple of million dollar policy, it, you not, it, it's unaffordable. So for the young folks that's listening, I know y'all think y'all are indispensable and you're going to be here forever. Go get that million to $2 million life insurance policy today. Because really, mm -hmm. honestly, 
I mean, we're talking about pennies. And get it on your kids today. And get it, and so, get it on your kids mm-hmm. today. That, that, that million too. dollar baby. Because when they want that car when they go to high come school. Come on. When they want that house or that big wedding or the apartment you when they go to college. Don't get whole life and get that you better, cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now you get an index universe. Index. So that's yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. it. All right. So that is awesome. I, You know what? This has been so informational. And I know that the folks that are watching really love this. I want you to tell them again how to get in touch with you um, and any kind of offer that you might have for them today. Okay, well, go to thefinancialcures.com. That's my website. It has everything that I have yes. on it. But if you want to get my guide to overcoming the six obstacles to winning the money game, text the word GUIDE, G-U-I-D-E, to 770-796-4944. I like it. I'm going to say that one more time. Text the word guide. And what's the number? 770-796-4944. Okay. I want y'all to text and get the guide because if nothing else, that guide's going to give you a few pointers on what you need to be doing. This is an important topic. And we even, you know, kind of had a, a wonderful discussion kind of going back and forth and finding out how people are really living. Um, go get those policies today. Go look into that. Well, Dr. Wendy, this has been so amazing. I'm proud of you with your new show uh, and it's on the network. We're so excited. I know that it's going to do great things to help educate our population so that we get a better understanding about some of the financial things that need to take place in our lives in order to create that strength. So I appreciate you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me and my show. I know. On Financial Cures with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for watching another episode of Real Biz Talk with Zandra, where I showcase small business so that you could grow and scale your business, not only locally, but nationally and globally as well. Peace. Watch this and so much more on Zandra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit ZandraTV.com. we